At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It's a new week and a new edition of The Edge. We've got a good show on tap for you today, 30 minutes from now. Chuck Esposito. I don't think there's a man on the planet that loves NFL preseason action more than Chuck Esposito, and he's going to be with us coming up in 30 Well, minutes. if there is, it's another guy named Chuck, and that's Chuck, Chuck Edel, who was on with us last week. So uh, the two Chucks love the NFL preseason. So do I. And JVT, we have a lot of recapping to do from what happened over the weekend because uh, obviously you can assess the results as a better going forward and uh, hopefully cash some tickets. Uh, well, betters did if you go with the general thought that the public loves to bet overs at least, and I think that's probably where we start. 16 mm. games in week one of the NFL preseason, 13 of them go over. You include the Hall of Fame game. We are 14-3 and three to the over in the first 17 games of the preseason. So something or nothing in your mind when we have seen this, because ultimately 17 games is still a very small sample size, <laughs> and I texted you right about this last, uh, last preseason. The stat was what for totals? Okay, so last year in the Hall of Fame game in week one of the preseason, unders were 15 and two. Okay. 15 and two under. This year, almost reversed 14 and three over, including the Hall of Fame game. Uh, what do you make of it? What's the reason? I heard Mitch Moss re- reel off a bunch of stats today from Adam Chernoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And none of those stats really. I think indicated why we've had much higher scoring games in this preseason. I don't know. Did you? Did I, I you? listened. I, I thought. It, I thought statistically it is what happened this week, but I didn't. I didn't find anything predictive from the numbers that they were that Mitch was reading. Well, the numbers weren't even that much different from last year, mm. but the scoring is way up from last year. It when is. you're talking about yards per play, a number of plays, and things like that, wasn't that big of a difference. But the scoring is way up. So what? What's the, What's causing the scoring to go way up in this preseason to where it's 14 and three over the total? I actually thought it was more aggressive play calling on the offensive side. I saw teams throwing the ball in the third and fourth quarter in situations where I thought last year, a lot of times you just coaches want to run out the clock. Let's uh, get this game over with and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought uh, in general, we were seeing a lot more aggressive play calling, a lot more passing. And I thought that's what uh, led to the higher scores. Take games like Steelers-Seahawks, for example, where you have 57 points put on the board. Those quarterbacks were putting the ball in the air. Yep. Same thing with Dolphins-Buccaneers, Rams-Chargers. Uh, so you had some games that actually turned into shootouts where JVT, when I talk about the Rams, last year in three preseason games, they scored a total of 34 points. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay wasn't calling anything 
in terms of uh, downfield passes or anything you would call aggressive. The Chargers, or excuse me, the Rams scored 29 points in this game, just five short of what they totaled all of last preseason, and they were putting the ball in the air a lot more. I thought that was a, a factor. Obviously, it's always a combination of things. So I thought, so I was talking to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus on the uh, Football Betting Guide show yesterday, and one of the things that I threw at him, because this, you know, this is only now, Matt, our second year with the three preseason games. Mm-hmm. And while a lot of people thought like, okay, cool, teams don't care about the preseason, we're going to get in, get out, and we had what happened last year, the thing that I posed to Ben was, well, what if having one less preseason game is forcing these coaches' hands and going like, well, I don't actually don't have that much time to evaluate these guys, especially on the back end of my roster. Let's put them in better situations so I can evaluate them further. Let's not run vanilla stuff. Let's, like yesterday, final touchdown pass from Kellen Mond was a rub route yep. on a wheel to the end, you know what I mean, to the end zone. Like, they're actually running stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if shorter games in terms of evaluation on the back end of your roster is forcing coaches to actually run some plays for these guys because they actually want to see what they have on some of these rosters. And I think you're right about that. We also had three preseason games last year. Right. Uh, I, I just felt like the, there was more passing, more aggressive play calling, mm-hmm. especially in the second half. And like you said, you're playing guys maybe in this first preseason game who would have sat out in the past when you had four preseason games. How about the Panthers in their 20, 23-21 win over uh, Washington? You had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, P.J. Walker. On the Washington side, Carson Wentz started. Uh, you had... Your frontline quarterbacks in there playing in that game, you had 44 points up on the board. The total was 36 and a half. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was an example, as well as the Steelers game and um, a couple other. How about the Bills-Colts game? That was kind of a wild game that the Bills uh, came back to win 27-24. And I thought you were getting some pretty good play out of the Colts quarterbacks, too, including Sam Ellinger. Uh, in that game, but you had 51 points, and that total was 37 and a half. Well, and so right now, we have seen some of these numbers start to pop up, too. And the next question is, okay, what is the reaction from this last week to next week, right? Mm-hmm. But from a total standpoint, and I'll do some really quick math, but I'll tell you this point, uh, at Circa, we're looking at totals 41, 41 and a half, 40, 38, 41, 40, 42 and a half, 42. It's a pretty big change. One of the higher totals on the board last week was actually the game we saw last. It was 39 is what it closed between the Vikings and the Raiders on Sunday. So you're seeing a little bit of an adjustment here. And just basically, I'm looking really quickly, your average total is going to be in the range of 40 right I, now. I was going to say, it seems yeah. like a four to five point bump in the totals. Yep. From week one to week two in the preseason, after we saw 14 of 17, including the Hall of Fame game, go over so far. Broncos beat the Cowboys 17-7. That was one that stayed under. Texans defeat the Saints 17-13. Uh, that one stayed under, and uh, the last one I think was Bears Chiefs, uh, where the Bears won the game nineteen to fourteen and a comeback. Uh, that stayed under. Those were the only three games that stayed under the total uh, so far. So totals are obviously going to be a pretty big observation from this first week. By the way, average total so far that's on the board right now, and these are just using Circa's numbers. Uh, throwing it into the calculator really quickly, uh, we'll call it forty-one flat. It's forty point nine six. So. Seeing a pretty good bump, at least mm-hmm. in terms of the average total on the board that's up to this point. So, player performances from week one. Uh, I got to tell you, as somebody, and look, it's only preseason, and it was an extremely small sample size, but as somebody who bet under 10 for the San Francisco 49ers win total, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy watching Trey Lance. <laughs> he looked pretty darn good on a really short, I think he had like eight dropbacks total, something like that. Looked pretty good. Yeah, he didn't play too much. He was four for five, 92 yards. The big play, the 76-yard TD pass. Yep. Niners beat the Packers 28-21, to and uh, I'll see if we can get the audio for tomorrow's show. But I saw Lewis Riddick talking, I think, this morning about how he thinks Trey Lance could, quote, take the league by storm. I think that's an overstatement. But Trey Lance has got a, a chance to be a very effective starting quarterback for the Rams. He could be a dynamic player. He's also going to make some big mistakes uh, in his second year, but I, I think he got to be – really encouraged by what you saw. And again, everything you talk about in the preseason comes with that preamble about don't overreact to one game. It's Here. you know vanilla defenses, blah, blah, blah. That's your grain of salt. All of that stuff. But still, I, I thought his uh, the deep ball he threw down the sideline for the 76-yard TD pass was a perfectly placed ball. And uh, he looked to me just like a guy who was a little bit more calm and under control uh, than he was last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trey Lance and the Niners – I'm starting to warm up to the idea of the 49ers being the team that wins the NFC West. Oh, don't tell me that. Well, can they win it at like <laughs> nine and eight? 
How about that? Why? Who'd you bet? Oh, no, just say hey, I have him under 10. So, like, 9 oh, and 8, 10 okay. and 7. Well, they could go 10 the and push. 7. Yeah, all right, uh. give me the push at the very least. Um, but, no, I would agree. And, like, you look at it uh, from a grading standpoint, too, like across the board. So, he had seven total dropbacks. As you know, four or five, 92 yards the touchdown. Uh, as PFF grades them, one big-time throw. Looked pretty good, man. And a pretty solid average depth of target. Was taking some uh, relatively solid shots at nine yards. So, you like what you saw from Trey Lance? Well, uh, average depth of targets helped out by that. Oh, the big pass shot was for sure. 50 yeah. yards downfield to turn into a 76 yard TD pass, whatever, 40, 40 yards downfield, whatever it was. But that was a that was a perfectly thrown ball, and I thought Trey Lance uh, looked pretty good. So, I, I one thing I did uh, conclude was the 49ers are going to be okay with him yes. at quarterback because yeah. really, if you if you looked at last year. You know, he can sit here and rave about Matthew Stafford and what he did to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl. The 49ers should have beat the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Mm, maybe, but they didn't. I know. Well, there's a dropped interception. <laughs> there was fucking, There was five minutes was left like of the punt, game huh? when the, the interception was dropped. I and feel then, like we and, make too much. Oh, and then Jimmy thing. G didn't make the play. Oh, well, Jimmy G uh, was, yeah, yeah. We know about Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G didn't make him. the play he had to make. But uh, I think uh, Trey Lance maybe could take that team to the next level. But th- there's not that much separation, and there wasn't last season. That's the point between the Rams and the 49ers. Yep. And there still isn't. How about Kenny Pickett and uh, Mitch Trubisky? Do you think there's much separation in that quarterback battle? Pickett, 13 for 15, 95 yards, two TDs, 32-25 win over the Seahawks. That was a wild game. Steelers score late to win it. The fans obviously want Kenny Pickett. I don't think Mike Tomlin wants to play him. And I would fully expect Mitch Trubisky to start in week one. What time did Kenny Pickett come in? (laughs) Garbage time. Right, that's the other part. (laughs) Like, he came in at the start of the second half, and yes, looked extremely good. Uh, But again, when you talk about just taking, like, small takeaways, Uh he looked solid. 13 to 15, 95 yards, two touchdowns. He's going to be really excited about it. Comes in, immediately leads a seven-place touchdown drive. At the same time, you're playing a lot of the back end of the Seahawks roster. No doubt. And it's not a great roster. So I would say, solid, thumbs up. Look, you feel good that you have this kid on your roster, but you want to see a little bit more but against some better competition. I saw the comparison thrown out there. You know, Kenny Pickett looked cool as a cucumber. Oh, Daniel on. Jones, he looked rattled, looked uncomfortable. I was like, well. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about that either. And I'd look cool as a cucumber coming into the second. Well, I wouldn't, but you know what I mean, in the second half of a preseason game. But very, very solid performance overall. Skylar right. Thompson, Chase Daniel, and our boy. The, well, everybody's boy. Yeah, the punt god, huh? Skyler Thompson, backup quarterback for the Dolphins. He was the only quarterback to play for Miami in that game. 20 for 28, 218 yards. He also uh, picked up some uh, key gains on the ground and led the Dolphins to a 26-24 win at Tampa Bay. I think the key there is that he is uh, – I'm going to say he is probably going to be the number two quarterback behind Tua. They wanted to get a look at him to see if he could be the number two guy – Rookie from K-State, and I think he can be. Chase Daniel, who's had a lot of work in preseasons over the years. <laughs> One of the best 11 for 17, ever. 117 yards, two TDs. But the Chargers found a way to lose to the Rams 29-22. Bryce Perkins rallied Rams to the win. And your guy, Matt Ariza from San Diego State. How about the punt? 82-yard punt in the win over the Colts. I mean, I actually was kind of disappointed. I was like, ah, like, don't let it go in the end zone. Come on. Down it a little bit. If there was no end zone there, it would have been a 102-yard <laughs> punt. Be ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we'll take our break. On the other side, uh, we continue to unveil the Edge Top 40. We go to the SEC today, plus golf drama. Man, what a weekend it was for Will Zalatoris. Talk about that more as the Edge rolls on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, you know by now the VSIN College Football Guide is out. Our NFL Guide drops next week. Wow. JBT and the rest of the team of experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Division finishes, player awards, and a lot more. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription to Bet Smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, we only got 10 days left on the Edge Top 40. That's correct. That's right. Tennessee Volunteers. Let's talk about it. Number 10 on our list for the Edge preseason top 40 poll. We are into the top 10 Volunteers, a very intriguing team. Now, they have a lot of things to check in terms of what you like for a squad, right? You bring back your quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Wide receiver, Cedric Tillman's a dude who looks like to be a pretty explosive athlete at wide receiver for the Tennessee mm-hmm. Volunteers. And overall, you get quite a few returning starters. 15 as a whole, eight on offense, seven on defense with a um, maybe manageable schedule. But coming off of a seven and six year in which they were a little overvalued, five and eight against the spread, Tennessee, I think, is, I would call them somewhat polarizing, Matt, because I think there's a lot of people, like our edge pollsters, who believe that this is a top 10 squad and has a bright future this season. And I think there's others, rightfully so, that would look at them and say, you know, is the defense going to get much better? You got some good pieces, but overall, that might hold you back. I would say that there is a wide variety of outcomes for the season for Tennessee as we head into 2022. I feel like at 10, Tennessee is overrated in our poll. I, I agree. It, I had them all the way down at 12. <laughs> <laughs> I think at 11, Texas is overrated. In oh, I thought poll. you were saying 11, that's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's just, uh, you know, sometimes that's the way the voting comes out. Yep. And, um, you know, it's not like I had a huge drop off from Tennessee at 10 or Texas at 11. Uh, but is Tennessee a top 10 team? I think uh, the Volunteers have a lot to prove, especially on the defensive side of the football before we can make that statement, Mm -hmm. JVT. This is still a team that in the Music City Bowl in Nashville and in the Volunteers' backyard gave up 48 points to a Purdue team that was missing its best player, David Bell, in the bowl game. This Tennessee defense has got a lot of issues. I'm not sure how much better it's going to be. I do think by looking – through the two deeps and reading all the Tennessee practice reports, I think this defense is going to be better. How much better? I don't know. I guess we'll start to find out in that September 10th game at Pittsburgh. But uh, I do think the Volunteers are going to be potentially explosive offensively. That's not going to be a problem. I think this team behind Hendon Hooker, the quarterback, is going to be able to put points on the board. I just question whether this team deserves to be top 10 because of its defense. Yeah, and so if you look – there, like when I say there are things to like about Tennessee, and I think it's interesting because it is almost like a better version of Wake Forest defense, where Wake Forest last year wasn't really sound defensively overall, but they had explosive plays. They were good at getting tackles for loss, sacks, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that I think were one of the top teams last year in terms of tackles for loss a season ago, 102 tackles for loss last season. But when you give up like 42% on third downs, 273 passing yards per game, both last in the SEC, like those are kind of figures that you got to get better at if you're Tennessee. You have pretty good edge rushers as well. Byron Young looks like he's going to be pretty solid. Tyler Barron as well. But, Mm -hmm. again, you got to be more solid at least between the 20s and stopping people from converting on third downs. And that would be the big question. And the other for me, too, is they were a little banged up. They also gave up 44 sacks last year, that offensive line. 
is that going to get much better in an SEC that I'm going to go on a limb and say you're going to face some pretty good front sevens in the SEC? And Hendon Hooker can be good, but mm-hmm. he can't be great if he's getting pressured on every single drop back. Right, and sometimes a quarterback like that who likes to get out and scramble, sometimes yeah. you get higher sack numbers because of that too. Uh, but I guess the way I'm looking at Tennessee at this point is it's going to be an over team. It's going to be a team that gets in some high-scoring games early in the season. Let's look at the Pitt game. I talked about the second one on the mm-hmm. schedule. When the Vols hosted uh, Pitt last year, 41-34 to was the final. Pitt won that game. 75 points are on the board. I think that's the type of game this Tennessee team uh, is going to get into more often than not. Uh, but your point about defenses in the, in the SEC is a good one. I was on the uh, Bet Rivers podcast with Jimmy Ott and Aaron Renning this morning. We were talking about Bo Nix going from the SEC at Auburn to the Pac-12 in Oregon and the big drop-off in the defenses he's going to face in the Pac-12, Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's um, – that's something you got to really take into account when you say, well, it's Bo Nix, you can't really count him. He's going to be facing a lot weaker defenses in the Pac-12. So it's like a step down in class. In the SEC, you're in the highest class facing the best defenses. And uh, that Pitt defense is still pretty good, too, the one that Hendon Hooker is going to face in Week 2 after Tennessee opens against Ball State. Uh, it's fair to say Tennessee is overrated in our poll at number 10. But I do think Tennessee deserves to be inside the top 20. Let's oh, yeah. Put it that way. I think they're going to be a really good squad, but I think there's there's little signs <laughs> that the market might think a little too much of them. Our poll is a very small example of that. But like for me, for example, the win total, seven and a half shaded to the over minus 160. Mm-hmm. That seems really high. When you evaluate their schedule, Matt, I mean, you talk about, again, like we say this all the time, these coin flip spots that you got to navigate through if you're Tennessee. And these are coin flip spots at best. The pit game, home against Florida, at LSU, home games against Alabama. Oh, or excuse me, in Kentucky, going to Georgia. I even think on November 19th, because we talked about this team a little bit further down in the top 40, South Carolina could improve to be a very pesky squad by the time you go on the road at no the question. end of the year. Like, this is a schedule where if you're telling me i got to lay a buck 60 to go over and need this team to win eight games or more, that to me seems like a really high price for Tennessee. Well, it's a high price when you've got uh, Alabama. Right. Uh, Alabama and Georgia on the schedule for sure. But you've also got Ball State and UT Martin. Yeah. I think uh, Tennessee's defensive number is going to look a little bit better because of those uh, teams like Ball State, Akron, and UT Martin on the schedule. And that's uh, why that's seven and a half. I'm not going to run out to bet the uh, under because you got three wins on there that uh, Tennessee should get. How about November 26 at Vandy? Clark Lee, the Vandy coach, says, uh, Clark Lee says Vandy's going to be the premier. Uh, program in the in the country, so that's no easy no easy game. For no, it's not. Years. I mean, <laughs> could be Nashville, a Vanderbilt team that number twenty six has surpassed our win total. Maybe I don't know. I mean, they got a they got a workable non conference. Let's talk about key games here for Tennessee. I think, the, I think there's the, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I, I try to narrow it down to two for yeah. every uh, graphic we put up on the screen, but I don't think there's any doubt the. Um, September 24th game against Florida has got to be on there. Obviously a huge rivalry game, but I think that's the type of game Tennessee absolutely must win if it's going to have the type of season that uh, most people expect. October 15th against Alabama, you'd say, well, that's going to be a win for the Tide. If you look at the projected point spreads for the season, Tennessee is expected to give Alabama the toughest game. That was one number I did see at 13.5 at a few spots, and JVT Alabama's favored by 14 or more in every other game. Mm-hmm. If there's a tricky road spot for the Crimson Tide, it might be in Knoxville on October 15th. I mean, it was 24-17 going into the fourth quarter yeah. when they played last year, mm-hmm. but then they gave up 28 points in the fourth quarter and got right. smoked. So <laughs> I agree. Like, I think there's a – Tennessee's really intriguing, and I, I think they're one of the more exciting teams I'm going to sit back and watch in the SEC because, as I said, there's a lot of variance in which you could see out of them coming into this year because you said it too. If you're going to go over that win total, games like Florida, I think on the road against LSU, those are team, games you got to have because mm-hmm. I don't think you're getting Georgia and I don't think you're getting in Alabama. So those are the types of teams that you have to win. Uh, by the way, really quickly, uh, are you done with Tennessee? Because we should note that LSU, the LSU news today, yeah. uh, we got a bit of news. One, Miles Brennan done with football, not even just with LSU. It's a little bit surprising. Uh, uh, Miles Brennan, I had heard, was not going to win the starting quarterback job. Yeah. For the Tigers. Brian Kelly is going to go with uh, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer. He's also got uh, Nussmeyer as a number three quarterback who's not going to be number two, but Miles Brennan apparently got beat out by Jaden Daniels. 
Did you know Brennan had signed like five NIL deals, including one with Raising Cane's Chicken? Really? And, so, and he gets to keep that money. Even good for though him. He, even though he quit football. Good for him. How about that? Yeah. That's a good job. Former LSU quarterback, Miles Brennan for Raising Cane's. It's got a good ring to it. It's got, <laughs> it's got a really good ring to it. Brian Kelly made his quarterback choice, and Miles Brennan just says, okay, that's it. I quit football. I, I am intrigued. Wow. I, I, like, I liked Jaden Daniels at times for Arizona State, and it was kind of a mess for him, at least in terms of the program around him. So it may be of a better structure. Jaden Daniels in the SEC is going to look pretty darn good, but well, I am excited. Here's, here's what's intriguing to me about that. I, I thought Jaden Daniels was a fade last year. He had regressed in his third year as a starting quarterback yeah. for Arizona State. But also, you have to put some of the blame for that on the coaches. And when Daniels transfers to Baton Rouge, Brian Kelly's the type of guy, he can turn a quarterback around. I think he's an outstanding quarterback coach. And that was smart by Jaden Daniels to go to LSU. And I think Kelly, in picking him, says, hey, we got to have a guy with some mobility against these SEC defenses if we're going to have a shot. And Daniels has got all the talent in the world. He just needs really good coaching. And... uh that excites me about LSU because I did play uh, the Tigers over six and a half on their win total. I like them in that season opener against Florida State. I laid the two and a half at the Superdome against the Seminoles. Uh, I was obviously hoping that Miles Brennan would still be there. You mm-hmm. want when you bet a win total over, you want a really good number two quarterback in case the starter gets injured. But like I said, Nussmeyer uh, was also in the hunt to com- compete for that number one job. So I think LSU is in a pretty good spot. Well, it's a very simple way to put it, and there's more to it than this, but 22 touchdowns, three interceptions for Jaden Daniels' his first two years at Arizona State. And Not that good year was, last year. No, and the second year was cut short, but there's mm-hmm. something there for Daniels at least, and, yeah. and a better offense you could see quite a bit. All right, with that, let's get back to the National Football League. Chuck Esposito, director of the Red Rock Sportsbook, is going to join us next here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is The Edge here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everyone, Chuck Esposito, join us shortly. Before we get to the National Football League, a quick recap, and I know we're going to have more on this coming up as part of Best Bets and a recap, mm-hmm. uh, but I loved the golf this weekend, man. Absolutely loved it. The drama. Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith going at it. Will Zalatoris. With a very lucky bounce to avoid the water. Ricky Fowler, you shot a nine on one of the holes? Mm-hmm. Just like me and you, man. Well, maybe not you, but I'm just like a, me. I've not had a nine in a long time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I felt lucky, a little bit lucky to get uh, the cash with Willie Z. Had him at 30-1 to 1 in the uh, first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. But I tell you what, I'm not going to apologize for that because I was very unlucky not to win with Willie Z before that. Right. He, he should have won at Torrey Pines. In late January, uh, Willie Z. I chased him all summer. I think I told Gil this morning I lost eleven bets on him. I was so invested, I was not going to quit. I was going to stick with Willie Z. I told somebody at the VSIN golf tournament the previous week who questioned me about it. I said, "Stick with the kid. He's going to win." Okay, and he won this week. But he, it was very dramatic. Had to go to a playoff, get a couple lucky bounces. Sepp Straka, who was in the playoff and lost, also had a couple lucky breaks. But Will Zalatoris emerges victorious, and uh, that's his first PGA Tour win. JVT, he shot 71 in the first round. And it looked like he was, at that point, he was seven strokes behind Straka. I didn't think, I wasn't sure he was going to be able to shoot his way back into it over the weekend. But he went 63, 65, 66 to get to 15 under and to get into the playoff. And Will Zalatoris uh, finally... Gets luck on his side in the playoff and uh, takes down Sepp Strzokic. So I know a lot of people are happy with that. Wes Reynolds, also our guest on the Long Shots podcast on VSIN, had Will Zalatoris. All three of us uh, gave out Willie Z last week, and we finally cashed with that kid and uh, turned a little bit of a profit on him for the season. We're having a little bit of a trouble connecting with uh, Chuck Esposito. We'll try to get him here in about uh, 10 minutes. Yeah, so let's flip this then. Uh, Can we do best bets then, Santos, really quick, or just recap what we have uh, from the week that was? Started with golf. Start with golf. Luis Alatoris, 30-1. Finally a winner in the St. Jude Championship outside of Memphis. So uh, it's good to get back in the win column in golf with a future on Willie Z. And uh, congrats to Wes Reynolds uh, for getting that one too. Uh, let's go to NFL over the weekend. 
actually, I also had Cameron Young, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel. None of those guys really in the hunt. Uh, but that's the that's a futures winner on Willie Z. Let's go to NFL over the weekend. I put up two preseason plays. I talked about with Mitch and Paul last yeah. Tuesday morning. I added a couple, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I, but the Giants minus one and a half. They beat the Patriots by two, 23-21. But the Panthers over the Commanders. And uh, I re- really got what I expected from the Panthers quarterbacks. In that game, they actually all. I was. I think Baker Mayfield should be the guy. I think that we kind of got confirmation of that. They all looked pretty good. Uh, Matt Corral did not look very good. I meant the ones that seriously have a shot at winning the job. Right. Darnold and Mayfield. Right, Mayfield and Darnold both looked pretty good. Panthers win the game twenty three twenty one. They were three point dogs, so that's two and zero. Oh. Unfortunately, I lost with the Chargers. I played a Chargers Raiders money line parlay. And I thought that Chase Daniels, yeah. was, Chase Daniels was going to be the guy to lead the Rams to victory. He got him off to a great start. Excuse me, the Chargers. The Rams rally, come back and win the game, and they blew up that money line parlay. The Raiders did their part on Sunday by beating the Vikings 26-20. But uh, officially, I'll say 2-1 and one on the NFL preseason plays with uh, the Chargers blowing up that money line parlay. Uh, over the weekend. You know, I got to say, I'm, I'm really curious for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this season at least, Josh McDaniels wants to win some games mm-hmm. in the preseason and instill that kind of a mindset. And if you even read and hear like him talk about it, there's very much a we're establishing the culture type of deal here yeah. when it comes to the preseason stuff. I do wonder if that carries over for McDaniels, though. You know what I mean? Like, or is this just going to be the one year where he takes the preseason seriously because he's first on the job? Mm-hmm. Or is McDaniels going to be serious preseason guy like Pete Carroll used to be, Mike Zimmer, and then, of course, as we know, John Harbaugh? I was going to say, John Harbaugh still takes yep. it seriously. After yep. all these years, it's almost like uh, he's sick in a way that he wants to show that he can <laughs> win these preseason games with backups. And how long can he stretch out this winning streak in Baltimore? I don't know about Josh McDaniels. I think, obviously, in his first year in Vegas after getting his uh, second chance as a head coach, he feels like he's got a lot to prove. And also, when you you got a new coach, new team, new scheme, you want to implement things, and I think get rolling a little bit uh, maybe ahead of schedule. You don't want to waste uh, opportunities in these preseason games. So the Raiders, in a first-year coaching angle with uh, Josh McDaniels, have been a, a pretty good bet so far in the preseason. I thought also that Jarrett Stedham looked okay. That's been a focus of McDaniels. Yeah. Uh, he traded with the Patriots to get Jarrett Stidham. He wants him to win the number two quarterback job. He has won it, and I think that was a big focus too and why he probably could have expected uh, the Raiders to play well in the preseason. Uh, McDaniels wanted Jarrett Stidham to get out there and throw the ball. The Raiders look pretty good, though. They win by six yesterday after winning the Hall of Fame game by 16. Um, can I tell you, too, so a couple of observations from preseason that we didn't get to as part of some of the um, top player performances. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields and the Bears look every bit as bad yeah. that I expected. And yes, they won the game, uh, but we're talking about that first few drives for them. Uh, the offensive line was absolutely awful. He only had Justin Fields' 10 total dropbacks. He was pressured uh, on five of them, mm-hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Sacked twice, uh, stepped into one of them, so his pocket presence needs a, a little bit of work here. And then that defense, too. Eberflus is brought in to fix the defense, and it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I get it, but first drive, just all the way down, dink dunk, dink dunk, all the way down to the t- all the way down to get a touchdown. Um, I am very curious to see how bad this gets for Chicago. As two people at the desk who have bets under their win total, this is going to be at least I was encouraged uh, watching that first drive for that offense and that second drive because it was not very good. Uh, for the Bears, it's probably going to go from bad to worse, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be the case because. Also, don't forget you're going to – I mean, this is a team that's not very deep and not very talented, and then you're going to have injuries on top of that. Uh, the Bears are going to have a hard time not being one of the five worst teams in the NFL. They're in that conversation for the worst team in the league. I think uh, you have to like the Lions a little bit better in the NFC North at this point. Uh, if I think that number's still out there. I bet MGM. I bet it last week. Bears under 6.5, minus 140. Or you can bet under six at around even money or maybe even plus 105. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of anti-Bears money coming in, so that number's moving. Uh, you want to get ahead of that. I don't see with that rotten offensive line and the lack of playmakers that Justin Fields has. You and I talked about this last week. Look what the Eagles did for Jalen Hurts. Look what the Dolphins did for Tua. The Bears did not do anything really to help out Justin Fields. And they didn't score a point in the first half in that preseason game against Kansas City. The Chiefs, as you mentioned, moved right down the field on the Bears' number one defense and scored. So forget that the Bears won that game 19-14. to If you watch the first half, very discouraging for the Bears. 
And uh, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't think that Chiefs offense is going to decline all that much without Tyreek Hill because they've made some pretty good additions at wide receiver. Yep. And it's, it's still going to be an explosive offense. So, I got to tell you. Yeah. I, so one of the things, too, that I took away that I didn't really love to see, um, I bet Sky Moore at 14-1 to win mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Very solidly with the twos. Did not see any time with Mahomes out there. Uh, when, and it is early. Yeah. Uh, but I would expect maybe like one little thing here and there. Maybe Andy Reid doesn't want to reveal his hand with what he's got planned for Sky Moore. But when you read all the reports coming out of Kansas mm-hmm. City, how positive they are on Sky Moore, and then I watch the game and I'm like, cool, let's see something. And then he doesn't come in until like second quarter. It's like, mm, all right. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. The, the kid's way too talented. Watched him in college. I thought it was a steal of a draft pick. By week six, you're going to be talking about how great Sky Moore is in the Chiefs offense. Hopefully. If, if not sooner. Uh, because I, I do think he's going to fill that Tyreek Hill type of role and be an explosive playmaker for Kansas City. All so, right, one more for, one more observation uh-huh. for the preseason to throw at you. And you and I were laughing about this off the air. Headline, Matt Ryan looks sharp in preseason debut for Indianapolis Colts. Let me read you some numbers. 6-10 on 11 dropbacks, 58 yards, averaged up the target, 4.1 yards downfield. <laughs> Matt Ryan, I don't think, looked very sharp at all. It was also, again, you don't want to take away a lot from it, but it was a very bland look from Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know what? I I tape as many of these games as possible. I watched uh, several games, preseason games, live over the weekend. I have not watched the Colts-Bills game yet. I got that one on tape. I'm going to watch it again tonight. tape stuff? We got to get you signed up digitally, man. NFL Plus. Well, I call it taped, but I do the same. I record it, whatever, DVR, whatever the hell you call it. I'm just saying, I can get you. Old school, we call it taped. I can get you signed up for an account, and you just got a giant database. You just click on it. You can watch the thing. JVT, I'm going into the film room tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the the, uh, Colts fall to the Bills 27-24. 27-24. Every report you read from this game, Matt Ryan looks sharp, right? And uh, Propaganda. I thought, I thought, wow, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And I talked to you today, you're like, every throw was three yards. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was real, again, like, I'm not going to say, ah, Colts are done. They're, they're trash. Uh, but I'll say this, and on top of that, so um, homework for you. Uh, you tell me if I'm wrong. Watch that first drive, because mm-hmm. the Colts starters are out there against Case Keenum and the backups for Buffalo. Case Keenum took them right downfield. Oh, and he they had went, good numbers. And they went for it on fourth down. I actually didn't get it. Sorry, not, not Keenum yeah. necessarily. Not Keenum. I meant no. uh, Sam Sam Ellinger had really good numbers for the Colts. But the, uh, the Colts defense, yeah, Ellinger was great. Yeah. Uh, but the Colts defense, I mean, they bent. <laughs> and they were about to break mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Case Keenum. Uh, but we'll see how it works. That Ultimately, game went off as a pick him, by the way. Yep. And I thought there was some sharp money on the Colts early, but it was a, kind of a coin flip result. I'll say this. If you're going to get that play from Ellinger for a vast majority of the game, it looked pretty damn good. All right, we'll come back. We have more to get to. We can talk a little baseball as well as we have a pretty deep slate for a Monday in MLB. And the Yankees. Oh, Santos, you're looking pretty down today. And I realize it's because these Yankees, they suck. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Best bets presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen's going to be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So I mentioned, of course, the Yankees. Everything's over. We'll get to the actual baseball part of it. Uh, but you were out of town, so you did not catch the wonderful, wonderful. What what they call it? What was the? They had a nickname for the broadcast, but it was, it yeah, K Rod. There we go. Thank you. It was Michael K, Alex Rodriguez, and Derek Jeter. The K Rod broadcast, just pure New York oh, all okay. the way through. Absolutely okay. fantastic. I saw that was on TV. I did not care to listen to one second of it. What? Uh, nah, it's just. But uh, it's Yankees and Sox, man. With the captain. I like the Yankees. I love the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. I don't care about any of that crap. First of all, any of the things those guys say is going to be phony. Oh, it was. So beside Derek Jeter getting mad about the shirtless picture of himself, um, (laughs) there were two things that stuck out. The first was A-Rod set up this, like, really corny and dumb story about, like, staying at Jeter's apartment and going into a fridge to get cereal, and you're thinking, like, cool, he's going to find roids in the fridge. And, like, no, instead, it's like, there was nothing in the fridge, so I used orange juice to eat my cereal. And Jeter's like, Mm. ha, ha, ha. Yes, it was great. Absolutely awesome. Did uh, did A-Rod get a gift basket from (laughs) Jeter on the way up? No, he didn't. Uh, Okay. Uh, But here's the, the other one, and... This was also top-notch. Maybe ESPN did it on purpose. Uh, throwing the, hey, A-Rod, Fernando Tatis suspended 80 games for PEDs. What do you think? <laughs> like, come on. What are we doing? There's <laughs> one thing I can't tolerate. It's a cheater. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it, was, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Totally watched every second of it. I'll tell you who's not fantastic. The Yankees right now, they've dropped 9 of 11. Not great. Big problems, JVT. Regression. It's all, it's all over. We call this regression. It's not all about injuries either. Last night, the Yankees no, it's true. Uh, get shut down by the Red Sox and shut out at Fenway Park. They come back home tonight and uh, in the Bronx, minus 230 against the Rays. Well, I think when you're looking at the game yesterday, you're feeling pretty good because one of the best pitchers in baseball was on the hill for the Red Sox, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, wait, no. It was, <laughs> oh, sorry, no. It was uh, not one of the best pitchers in baseball. It was Michael Waka, who all of a sudden <laughs> just found his <laughs> Waka's kind of a strange again. guy. When I watch him, sometimes I think he's got great stuff. And then uh, the next time you watch him, he gets the stuff beaten out of him. <laughs> and um, last night, the Yankees couldn't hit him. Uh, we'll see what Garrett Cole can do tonight at uh, minus 230 or so, total of uh, seven and a half or seven. Circa's got seven. Uh, on this total in the Bronx and uh, the Rays off a pretty impressive performance yesterday. Yeah, and this is so like it kind of goes back to what we're talking about here with the Yankees. Look, the, you're always going to get these prices shaded higher than they should be, mm-hmm. and you understand to a certain extent that it's coal. Uh, but the way that this team has been hitting or lack thereof to come in and willingly lay minus two thirty with them. I think is a somewhat of a fool's errand when you look at it, especially when you talk about some spots that opened minus two ten. I think is what I had the opener at, so we're up about twenty cents. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why the market has gone up on the Yankees. I thought if anything, the price might drop a little bit. You just can't expect an automatic bounce back uh, from an offense that's been struggling uh, to produce runs like the Yankees have. So, Garrett Cole's also uh, shown a tendency to get hit hard in some of these games and mm-hmm. give up uh, too many home runs. Not that the Rays are the type of team necessarily. I think they can capitalize on that, but. I'm not laying that price with Cole tonight, and uh, I'm not betting the Yankees in the state that they're in right now, losing 9 of 11. No thanks. No. So on the board today, too. So actually, like I said, there's quite a few good games, I think, that they're there. By the way, we do have one game that is underway. It is a 1-1 tie between Cleveland and Detroit. We're at the top of the sixth. 
Glad uh, we updated that. That's a thrilling game. Well, it only took two seconds. Actually, also, the, worth noting, you know what? The Cleveland Baseball Club is hot right now. Well, they close is a $2 favorite in this I game, know. I think. I think yeah. we saw an opener minus 210. Nice so. weekend in Toronto for the Guardians. Yes. Yeah, see? Yeah. Okay. Now you're getting more yeah, into it. I'm fired up yeah, about this game. There you go. Yeah. Now you're getting more into it. I and mean, look, we talked about it on Friday, right? The pricing of Toronto and how high the market uh-huh. is on that team and what happens. Cal Quantrill, son of Paul Quantrill, goes out there Friday, pitches a gym. <laughs> right? <that> every time. <laughs> He's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> All right, so two games that I definitely wanted to throw out there and get your thoughts on. First off, we mentioned Tatis. Were you surprised, by the way, some of the ferocity of the comments coming out of the dugout and, like, the clubhouse from San Diego? Like, uh, not Mike really. Clevenger was you know, saying First stuff, of all, like, if, you, if you watch the video, the comments were not nearly as harsh as okay, they sounded. I only prep. saw the quotes. Like, they sounded, yeah. a, they sounded pretty, like, fiery. I was like, yeah. wow, they're really going yeah. at Tatis. Clevenger was like, you know, it's, it's not just all about him. and my, It's not like he was saying it with uh, a lot of conviction. Like, Tatis, got to get his act together. I mean, Clevenger knows. It was, it was nothing like that. Passion uh, of morality. Yeah, the quotes, I think... Uh, were worded a lot uh, stronger than okay. they actually were when he said it. Because I watched, I watched the interview. Okay. Anyway, I think a lot of Padres are probably a little bit annoyed by Tatis. Yes, mm. I, I do. I do think that because he obviously screws up in the off season, injures his wrist, sits out all this time, comes back, has a really lame excuse for the uh, PED he gets busted for, and uh, yeah, teammates are annoyed by somebody who's immature. So. I do think uh, there's some irritation on that. But, hey, you turn the page, you move on because he's not going to be around. He's not even going to be there when the 2023 season starts. So I don't think he's on the Padres' minds anymore. But, man, how about this race, the so-called race in the National League West? We thought the Padres were going to be able to put some heat on the Dodgers. The opposite has happened. They've fallen out of contention. Uh, They're trying to be a wild card team. Padres are putting no heat on the Dodgers. And they're sixty-five and fifty-two as they go to Miami. Yep, here. and this I mean, now you get Sandy Alcantara, uh, Alcantara on the hill here for the Miami Marlins. And when you look at this opening price minus one thirty in favor of San Diego on the road, I've got right now minus one forty and one forty-three mm-hmm. is the highest price. Actually, excuse me, minus one fifty the highest price I see on the Padres. And I kind of get it to a certain extent. Joe Musgrove's on the hill. The the Marlins have not scored more than three runs I think since like July 29th or whatever it is. They're on this ridiculous. I guess right. if you want to call it a run. Uh, but Sandy and this price, a guy like Sandy is going to keep them in a lot of these games. And we're talking about inflated prices like minus 150. It seems pretty high for San Diego going on the road, given how inconsistent their own offense has been at times. And against this guy? Yeah. Well, he's off a poor start. Yeah, but, a poor start yeah, over a larger sample. Yeah, but still, yeah. I, I agree with you. I would look at the, the home dog as being live in this spot tonight. I'm not going to bet the uh, – not going to lay that price with the Padres. Somebody is, obviously. Yes. Probably a couple sharp groups out there playing the Padres. For some reason, but uh, I'm not going to weigh that price with the Padres. You also mentioned uh, Toronto. That was the other I want to throw at you because mm-hmm. I wonder if this trend is going to continue for the Blue Jays. Uh, just being a little overvalued. Dollar sixty favorite at the open over Kyle Bradish and the Baltimore Orioles, and they are starting Yusei Kikuchi. Now, we have seen the market kind of dip here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays now minus 150, and maybe uh, betters are getting a little wise to what's going on with Toronto because these prices are pretty high and they're not delivering consistently. Well, hopefully betters are getting a little wise to what's happening with Baltimore, too. You and I yep. talked about it last week when the Orioles were in a really good spot, we thought, as dogs, and they came through um, big that night. I, I would have to give Baltimore the consideration here after uh, the Blue Jays had a rough weekend against uh, Cleveland. I think Orioles plus 140 would be the look. But I'm going to back that up by saying I did not bet one game on tonight's baseball card. No, why not? You getting ready for the preseason? I'm not going to bet the Angels tonight either. Last week we were yeah, talking baby. about maybe this is a good spot for the Angels. There's not really many good spots for the Angels no. in the last two months no. of the season. It didn't work for Sandoval either. Uh, but Shohei Otani is going to get the start. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally – now we've seen the shift, right? Look at the last few starts for Otani at home. We're talking about well over $2. And it was, it was what? It was Oakland. It was Texas. Yeah. So it wasn't like the best competition, but still. They lost those games. It, and it was crazy how big those prices were for him. Now back at home here getting the start against Luis Castillo in Seattle – now, I think there was a – was there a pitching change? Because I did see – not like from now because I know the lineup, the matchup is set. But the initial overnight was minus 132 in favor of Anaheim that I saw on the screen. And we're here sitting right now, minus 107, some spots like pick. So maybe there was a dramatic shift here. But I just think there's some money on Seattle. When you got yeah. Luis Castillo going uh, against an Angels team that really can't score, you'd have to take the plus money. I don't care I how good Otani has been. Otani – Lost or the Angels lost his previous two starts. I couldn't score for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, Otani here to pick him. I think that's going to interest you. 
But like you said, I really don't want to bet the Angels anymore. I'm, I'm tired of watching Angels games wondering, can they score two runs? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's it's kind of the thing I would assume is somewhat demoralizing for a guy like Otani. You have to be flawless. You have to be absolutely flawless if that's right. going to be the case. And look at the starts. I mean, we talk about the games that they lost, right? The Texas and Oakland starts for him. It combined 11 and two-thirds and four earned runs allowed, 22 strikeouts. Excuse me, uh, 18 strikeouts, and he lost both of those starts. Mm-hmm. That's what the kind of game he's got to put forth if he's going to win some of these games. And now it's against a Seattle team that has some playoff aspirations. So, All right, we got to get a, a new cell phone for Chuck Esposito or something. Uh, is he pulling the uh, technology thing? Uh, well, we it's 2022, just, we, bro. Come on. We, we couldn't connect on the cell with Chuck today, so we'll try to get him later. But uh, we've got number nine on the edge preseason college football top 40 tomorrow. We also have an NFL trivia question uh, pertaining to a quarterback, a couple of quarterbacks, I think that's going to surprise you. We didn't have time to get to it today, but we'll get to it tomorrow. I love this trivia question. Okay, I have an answer. I know. I think I know what it is. Wait till tomorrow. Okay, all right. With that, we're all done. Vston.com. Make sure again. I will say this every time. College football betting guide. It's out. A lot of value there. NFL betting guide coming out next week. Very much worth it. And guess what, Matt? Guess what I started working on too. The NBA betting guide. Because if you sign up, you get us all the way through the Super Bowl. How about that? Vston.com. We'll see you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.